You are listening to the Balmetto State Podcast, where we have conversations about all things basketball with a South Carolina flavor. Let's get started and tip off this episode with your host, the head basketball coach at Westwood High School, John Combs. Welcome to the Ball Meadow State Podcast. Today we're excited to be joined by Blue Ridge head basketball coach and new state champion, Richie Stevens. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, Coach. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be with you tonight. Well, Coach, tell me, you're just about a month away from winning your school's first basketball state championship. Has it sunk in yet? Oh, I tell you, it's it's um, it's surreal to be honest with you. Um, I, we were talking with buddies of mine and even you know teachers at school and and on and yesterday, as a matter of fact, our athletic or assistant athletic director, just how how special it was and and um, how you know you can believe it. Obviously, you did it, but you know as a part of you, you just really can't believe that it actually came true. You know, um, but we knew we could, um, we knew we had special players and we had special player in Justin Bailey. And then we have, and, and, and he gets a lot of the credit for carrying us, but it takes a special group of kids that allow someone to carry them, you know, um, and, and, and defend their tails off and, and, um, and uh, do all the little things that it takes to win a championship and and when they don't get to shoot the ball a whole lot so yeah no I, it has sunk in but it's it just seems like it's not a reality you know it almost seems like like a dream but it is a dream come true what is a something really cool you got to do since you won a state championship or maybe some somebody you heard from or something like that yeah i tell you we we've i've heard from you know I, Blue Ridge High School was established, I think, 1954, maybe 55. And um, I've heard from graduating classes from, you know, 50s, 60s, all. And and that's the thing about the Blue Ridge. You know, I, I, we tell people all the time Blue Ridge is not like anywhere else. And and um, we, uh, uh, um, we're a tight-knit community, even though we don't have a town to gather at. You know, it, it's not like we have a main street where we can see everybody and and um, but we are a close knit community, and um, it was just awesome to be able to celebrate with all these guys and hear from um, old, old alumni. And I tell you some of the cool stuff we we've done. You know, going when we won the upper state championship, we're heading to the state championship. We got to go to the elementary schools and visit with all the elementary schools, and we went to the one I actually went to out here. It's called Tigerville Elementary, and and um, they had a send off thing for us where we walked through the halls, and all the kids were out in the halls, and they were clapping for us, and they made posters, and you know, and and as as much as we lit up their faces, and you know, you hear from the principal and all the teachers how how we just you know made their day made their week all those kids they made ours you know and so that was really cool to see that and um and really we just there to try and inspire that next generation of blue ridge tiger because you know a lot of our, our our elementary schools feed directly into blue ridge we don't compete as far as that goes um uh, and then and then greenville county council they had us over um and did a proclamation and and that was really cool i got to talk about the guys and um and um, they they had us in. Um, and then next Wednesday, uh, I know they've gone away from doing it, but uh, Mike Burns, uh, he's a representative out here in Traveler's Rest. Actually, his son, Rhett, and I actually graduated high school together. 
um, he's got a proclamation in, and we're going to get to go to the state house next Wednesday. And I guess because COVID restrictions, they still have some of that going on um, in the state house. We're going to get to sit up in the balcony, and he's going to do the proclamation and, and recognize us. So that's been real cool. And um, and then Saturday, we get to go to Blue Ridge uh, Little League Day, and they want to recognize us there. So um, uh, it's been really cool. Uh, you know, uh, one, one Sunday, they had, you know, out, out here in Blue Ridge, we don't really have rec league basketball. We have our church leagues. And um, so uh, uh, one of the churches down the road from here, Locust Hill Baptist, had me and Justin in to um, – they they had just wrapped up their um, uh, church ball season as well. And that Sunday after we got home, uh, they had us come in for their banquet after church, and we got to speak to the kids. And it was just really great seeing – just – how Justin has impacted all these kids and, and how they've, uh, he's a legend already, you know, and, and they wanted his autograph. And so he's signing autographs for these kids. And um, it's just been real special and real fun. When did you know, really feel like you had a, a state, a team that could win a state championship? Well, I, so most of the guys on the team have been playing for me since their sophomore year. Um, and so, and so I've seen them develop over the years. And, um, last year we, we made, you know, COVID was crazy, you know, all that kind of stuff was, mm-hmm. so it, it was one of those weird years, but we went, we finished second in the region behind Berea, you know, they whipped us in the, in the, uh, uh, region championship game. We actually had a tournament last year for the region championship. Mm-hmm to make the playoffs you know a lot of guys a lot of regions did that last year so that's, we we did one of those and and uh, we ended up beating chapman and what essentially was the third round of the playoffs we went to seneca and uh we played very well there you know i, I lost by 10 or something but a lot of that had to do with you know foul shots at the end of the game trying to uh, lengthen the game get more possessions that sort of thing but they were a super, uh, just a really great team and very well coached team. And the way we competed with them as juniors going into this season, we just knew. And a lot of that had also goes back to this summer, this past summer. Uh, we played very well this summer, won most of our games and and uh, played some pretty good competition and did well in our uh, our uh, live event that we had the the a basketball association put on the South Carolina basketball coach association put on. And, and so just, and just seeing Justin, we, and we have, in my opinion, the best overall talent, overall player in the team, you know, or in the, in the state, he does everything for us. And so um, just seeing the way those guys develop and then going into the season, we rattle off a whole bunch of games in a row you know, and, uh, and then when we played Seneca tough, they beat us again in the, in a Christmas tournament, but, um, we knocked off some four A schools and uh, some five A schools and, uh, just going into the region play, we knew if we could pull out these region, uh, 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 region wins at home, our goal was to be undefeated at home. That was what one of our goals that we did. And we did that and ended up winning our first region championship, um, in school history as well. And once we did that, once we were able to pull out close games that in the past we haven't done before. So I was learning about our team 
that our team was learning to win, you know, was win- learning to win these close games. So I guess it wasn't just that one singular moment, but it's just seeing the way they play together, the way they bought in, the way they interact with each other off the court. You know, they are really like a family. They're really like brothers. They go over to each other's houses and raid each other's um, kitchens and, and eat all their mom's food. And, and they hang out with each other and they go to church together and, and, and they do all that stuff. And uh, so all that is just is just in uh, uh, the way they bought into the roles. We talked about it before how, you know, Justin gets a lot of the limelight. Well deserved. Of course, he deserves it. But the guys enjoy that as well. They enjoy Justin getting all the recognition that he does. And and that's just a special group of kids. They bought into roles of defending their tails off and, and rebounding the ball. And more importantly, keeping, you know, Garrett and, and our big guys and everybody's boxing out. And, and because Justin's usually guarding the, you know, guy who's, their best player or point guard, he'll come in and snatch a rebound, you know, so he, cause he just had a nose for the ball, but they did not care. You know, they really did not care about the stats. They really only cared about winning. And uh, so all that's a recipe for a successful season. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. What did you do to help those guys understand their roles? Because I, I will tell you, when I watched the state championship game, your guys seem to understand their roles as about as good as any team that I saw play all year. What did you do to, to foster that type of environment? I, I wish that I could tell you something coach speakish <laughs> that that I did, but it really was just I, – I'll tell you what, John Coff – it Justin Bailey is a true leader. He he echoes everything I say. There's never any pushback about the things I decide to do or what we what our philosophy is defensively or what we're gonna do offensively. Um, it was always yes, sir, and he echoed it. And we we're in practice, and he's clapping. And, you know, it's, it, it's it's hard to get enthusiasm. A lot of times, he's the only one, and in the weight room. But then we also have a guy like John Kaufman, who is going to be a famous basketball coach one day or very successful basketball coach one day, if not famous, um, and who also understands that and and also echoed these things that I would say, you know, about moving the basketball. And and um, um, we, we always have a joke about when a guy takes a shot, a bad shot, in our opinion, you know, a, a shot that for our philosophy is not a great shot. It's not within, you know, the, the movement that we want. And we always say, and, you know, and when they shoot it, it's like, that's a gangster shot right there. You know, like (laughs) you better make that, you know? And, um, and, and so he would say that. And so, and so it really got to where the whole team really bought into, they decided, you know, they decided that, what a bad shot was and agreed with me or, or what good offense looked like and what good defense looked like. And, and um, we always preach defense, 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 defense. And, and over the years, I, all of my guys are like, coach, can we not just watch some offense on, on, on film here? And it's always, no, we, you know, we're going to see our rotations. I, I want to stop them. You know, offense can come. Uh, 
but defense travels, you know, that's, that, that's, there's some coach speak for you, you know, we, <laughs> our, our defense travels, like we, we can shoot the ball and not make anything, but we can, if we can stop them, we may be able to win by one point, you know, and pull out a victory. So I, I, I don't know what the magic formula is. I, I really don't other than being consistent, you know, um, treating all the guys I they they are all special to me you know it, it, you see some horror stories about where the the best players are the ones that get all the nice stuff or, or whatever and and you like to think that doesn't happen in the world but it does but I just treated them all like like my sons you know I, I have a my room we have a closet full of snacks and between classes everybody comes in and gets snacks even my jv kids you know and and um, so so i think it, it that is what we foster was a family type atmosphere where and 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 i told i did an interview before where you know it, it's it's not the same dynamic like it was when i played where the head coach was like the 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 tyrant or, 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 uh, the king and, and you didn't really interact. You just did whatever they said, you know, and now, now I feel like it's more of a, a older or an older brother that the guys respect and, and they know where the line is. They know they can mess around with you, but they still know you can beat them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they still do what you want. And, um, so that's what we foster. We fostered that family atmosphere and I'm um, just held them to a standard, you know, and I'll tell you, I, one other thing we joke about too is, is, um, Justin's uh, might've been a sophomore year. So he had already been all region player and, and, um, we were getting ready to go to a game and, and I tell the kids be in the locker room at four o'clock and, um, and we're going to play Landrum and Landrum has spanked us two years in a row, three years in a row. And we want really want to beat Landrum and, uh, so here we are, we're in the locker room. And, and when I say be there at four o'clock, they guys know they, they need to be, if they're walking in at four o'clock, they're late, right? And um, so they're usually there 10, 15 minutes early. Well, it's 3.55, no Justin. Everybody's in there. Where's Justin? Nobody knows. Where's Justin? Nobody knows. And, um, and uh, so four o'clock hits. We head out of the locker room and we're heading through the auxiliary gym and here comes Justin walking through the auxiliary gym. So where you been? Coach, I've been in the bathroom. Well, you're late. What do you mean I'm late? I'm here. Right. So now mind you, he's a great kid. It's not, it's, this is not anything on his character or anything, but he was late. So I didn't start him and, and it affected us. We almost lost that game because that, you know, we didn't bring him off the bench after the first quarter. And so, and so I, I think that sort of situation where, uh, you know, you got to be willing to bench your best players. Uh, for Coach Campbell over at Wren tells me stories, uh, told me some stories this year about him having to do the same thing, you know. And I, th- I think if you want to be successful, the other guys have to see. And when we watch film, I, I, I get on to Justin as much or more than anybody else on the team. Like, why, you know, you got to be here in this rotation. You got to be there. Why, what kind of, that's a terrible shot, you know? And and I think, you know, mixing all that up, um, um, that it really helped the other guys buy into and believe and and to trust what we say as a coaching staff. Well, coach, I, I I remember just watching the state championship game and it was late in the game and, Justin made, uh, I thought, a high-level pass, 
and his, yeah. te- his teammate didn't catch it, and it went out of yeah. bounds. Right. Um, it's probably a pass you wish he didn't even try to attempt. But no, no, right. You know, and I, I thought his teammate should have caught it, but he didn't. Right. And instead yeah. of you know, Justin didn't get on his teammate. He just looked at him as like, my bad. Right. And it's like you could just see there was a bond there. He took ownership. Yep. Of yeah. something that may or may not have been a mistake. He's, he just seemed like right. such a great teammate. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely a great teammate. <laughs> and, and you know, the thing is, is the reason that teammate didn't catch the ball is because everybody on the team is comfortable with him keeping the ball in his hands because we know, we all know our best chance of winning the game is to have him with the ball in his hands. And like you said, it was late. It was a couple possession game. And so though the I think it was Zach Skinner was the one that just skipped right off right off of his chest out of bounds because he was not prepared for it. And Justin, I looked at Justin because he did the same thing at Keenan. I, he did the same thing when we played Keenan. Garrett was sealing somebody, giving Justin a lane, and he drops a pass off to him that next year guy's gonna catch and pull the rim off the backboard you know mm-hmm. and um but but our guys want him to have the ball they know our success is and our best chance of winning is him having the ball and and when i and so since he did that at keenan when we we're in the state championship game i just justin and he looked at me and he knew you know he didn't need to make that pass you know he could have just pulled the ball out and we could have done something else but him taking ownership of that stuff is another reason why you know, like I said, it wasn't me. You asked me earlier, what did I do? It's not he. I told him, hey, you have to be able to take ownership of these things. I, You know, you, you can tell all you want, you know, horse, take him to water. But mm-hmm. unless he believes it, unless he, he trusts it, it doesn't matter. And he did. And he and he understood. And I told him because he played with the upward stars SC team, the, the Southeast team. And all those guys are high level, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he mm-hmm. plays well with them, but he's not far and away the best player on those teams. And, and, and I, and at the beginning, sometimes you can see him get frustrated when he comes to Blue Ridge to play with us. And I tell him, and I would talk to him and say, Hey, you just gotta, you have to understand where we are and you gotta, you gotta meet us and these guys where they are. And he did, and he figured it out. And, um, he is. He's just a great teammate, you know, and he gives a lot of credit in all his interviews. He gives the credit to those guys and, and how hard they worked and made sure everybody knew that they were just, you know, had played as big a role as he did in, in our state championship win. Well, I can – you could see it watching the game. I mean, your team was just – just it's played real well together. They seemed mm-hmm. to buy into each other, understand the yeah. roles. One thing I wanted to ask about the game that I thought – the state championship game that I thought was interesting – was at halftime, it was a very competitive game. And come back, you guys were on the floor warming back up with about eight and a half minutes to go in halftime. Did did you not go back in halftime? Or t- tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, uh, so over the years, we have a little bit about what was happening. So we played for my first five years, we played – exclusively a one three one two three hybrid we call 13 and it's it starts in a zone and it's a matchup zone and we always say you know our saying is don't guard no one you know so so it's not like a typical where you just stand in your zone and if there's nobody there well you don't guard anybody well we, we 
we talk about moving into somebody else's space to make sure we don't have easy passes. So, but this year, you know, the guys really wanted to play man to man. And and I felt like we had the guys that understood the game enough to do that. So we played man to man almost exclusively this year. And um, so when going into the Keenan game and into the uh, Orangeburg Wilkinson game, they ran flex. And, and it's crazy to me because when I was in high school, all the unathletic teams, we ran the flags. And all the guys that we played against were like running gun. And watching film with Keenan and Orangeburg Wilkinson was just, I, what jumped out of the film to us was how disciplined and how organized they were offensively. And they both ran the flex. Now, Keenan ran some other offense. They obviously ran other offenses, but going into that Orangeburg Wilkinson game, we told, you know, because we told them, guys, we cannot get beat by this offense that me and Coach Canada ran in high school. It's going to drive us nuts. You know, we can't do it. And so the first quarter, man, we were getting beat on flex cuts. We're getting, we're chasing over the down screen, you know, from the wing to wing pass or the elbow to elbow pass. And they're just, you know, they're getting easy shots. And so at, at the end of the first quarter, um, they do the media time, the timeout between quarters. The guys go sit down. I bring Canada out, and I said, I can't watch it. We got to go to our 13. And we had been practicing our rotations because it's not easy. It's not an easy zone. You've got to practice these rotations. You know, it's not a normal ter- church ball, two, three zone that everybody thinks is just, you know, throw it out there and everybody can do it. And so um, he was like, all right. And I said, because I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch us getting beat on these flex cuts. And so we made that decision in the in the second quarter. We were going to run our 13, our zone. And uh, and uh, so and so it worked. You know, they, they got stagnant offensively. Well, my style really isn't, you know, at halftime, we usually go in and we quickly address what we got to address. Hey, we're not boxing out. Or, hey, we got to limit second chances. Or, hey, you know, we're not moving the ball. And there's really not a whole lot, for, in my opinion, in my experience, to do at halftime. And and so, yeah, we when when the buzzer sounded for halftime and and uh, we, we cut the lead to one and we, we go, we just go out into the little hallway out there where they had the loading dock. We walked out there. We talked about, I said, guys, I, I told you, at the end of the first quarter, we cut down these turnovers. We take care of the ball, and we play well defensively, and we keep holding them to one shot and no extra shots, you know, no extra possessions. We're going to be okay. And here we are, one point in, and I'm proud of you. Now we got to go win this second half by two points. We do that, we're state champs. you know. And so that was it. And then we came back out, and I let them warm up and shoot. And and uh, it's pretty cool because, you know, the first part of it, they'll sit on the bench and some of the guys will shoot. But then when we got about three minutes to go, they all get up and they go out there and they and they do layups and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't well, – I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel right then. We're in the state championship game. You know, it wasn't – that the adjustment that we made at the – you know, um, at the end of the first quarter, start the second quarter, we just went over it again. I told them how proud I was of them about how they adjusted well, and and we're just going to stick with it. And then we made another move. Our starting two guard, uh, Dimitri, got in foul trouble. We picked up three fouls early in the first half, and so going into the second or uh, second half, we decided to start Braden Inlow, who who was an All State running back for the football team. 
um, and, and who was a great shooter. But this year, he just did not shoot well all year, you know. And as a matter of fact, up until the championship game, I think he only made four threes, which was insane to us, you know. It was just crazy uh, that he wasn't shooting well. Well, we went ahead and started him in, at, at, at the um, in the third quarter. And first, first possession, we get a steal. He comes down and bang, hits his uh six three-pointer of the game of the season you know and we took the lead on that three-pointer and and uh, going with him starting uh, and 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 I've tell people all the time he's probably one of our better you know Justin's our best lockdown defender but Braden Inlow is probably one of our you know top defenders on the perimeter he doesn't look like it but he is him and Garrett both they don't look like they are but they are and uh, so going with him, that really helped us. And, and like I said, we took the lead on that three-pointer, and then we never lost the lead again. Wow. I mean, it was an amazing game in which y'all played. You know, mm-hmm. what what is your thoughts about next year? What, what do you got coming back next year? Yeah, so uh, so we – most of the guys in my – all of the guys in the rotation this year were seniors. Um, and I lost, I'm losing eight seniors this year. I had another senior that was um, Elijah um, Hernandez, and and uh, he didn't play a whole lot. He was one of our big guys. And the way Garrett was playing this year just wasn't a whole lot of minutes as far as a big is concerned. So, But he was a great teammate. Again, another one of those examples of a great teammate. Senior, been busting his tail, doesn't play a whole lot, but every practice, you know, just bust his tail. So anyway, I, I our unsung heroes are our juniors. We've, we've got seven juniors. Um, that busted their tail and pushed our seniors this year, our rotation guys, all year long in practice. And it was unrelenting, hardworking, and they also bought into their role. And and you can see on the bench when some one of, one of our the guys on the court makes a great play, they all pop up and do the little celebrations, you know, every every time. And and they really bought into it. But they are talented. Um, they're talented kids. So. Um, we don't have a Justin Bailey to carry us, but I think we have. I, I think we have a, a good chance to win the region championship again again next year. But of course, you know we got teams like TR. We got something to say about it, and Chapman and Broom, and and um, so I, I think we do. I think we got these seven juniors, and then I have a couple of JV kids that are coming up um, that are gonna help us a lot, and a middle school kid named uh, Trey. And um, he's a little guy. He doesn't, again, one of those doesn't look like a whole lot, but he is a dog and he is a ball handler. And really the junior class that will be moving up next year is really only piece they're missing is a, a really solid ball handler that can that can take that role, bringing it up under pressure and not, we're not us not having to worry about turnovers and stuff like that. And so he'll be a freshman next year, and so he'll make freshman mistakes, but I think he'll be a solid rock for us, and I think we've got a great foundation coming back next year as well. Well, that's great. We'll, we'll try to end this with a, just a few quick questions uh, okay. and get your thoughts. Uh, do you believe high school basketball should have a shot clock? Um, So I, I'm <laughs> – so a lot of guys get mad at me for this, but I, myself, I have trouble finding somebody just to run the clock period. So, and I don't know what the solution to who would run the shot clock is. If we're talking about bringing in another official to run the shot clock and, and who's going to train the person to run the shot clock. So those are concerns I have. If they can be addressed uh, and okay, well then we can do it. But like teams like us, we, we would have a, 
a hard time finding somebody that can run a shot clock and understand when to reset the shot clock, when to hold the shot clock, you know, when to run the shot clock. So, and and one of my other arguments is, I don't. I know some games come down to a couple possessions where people hold the ball, but overall, you know, I I rather I rarely see possessions in high school last more than 20 seconds, you know, 25 seconds. I don't think it'd be a bad thing. I'm I'm indifferent to it. I'll be honest with you. I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I I, I don't mind how things are now. Um, but yeah, I could go along with it, uh, and I could see I see arguments on both sides for it, and um, I think it would be a good thing. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing that we don't have a shot clock. And I know some guys would, would argue with me about that and, and that's fine. We can, um, you know, disagree on that. But like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay. If we placed you in charge as the czar of the South Carolina high school league, what's a change you would make? Czar of the high school league. I don't think that big coach. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I, what would you change I, about high school basketball? So I, just going, I, I, I kind of agree with you just as far as the state championship venues are concerned. Um, I was really look, you know, when you coach and when you grow up and all that, you really look forward to that upper state and state championship game when, you know, you go play in the Bala Center or, or Bond Secures Wellness Center. You go, you go down and play in Columbia, uh, Colonial Life and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but I also it really love the fact that Bob Jones and Aiken were completely packed full of fans and it was loud and, and it looked like there was a lot of people there. Uh, I, I wish we could go back and play in the big arenas, though, bigger venues. I, I know we had issues with ticketing and and um, all that sort of stuff. When, when my wife, they, they were not allowing coaches passes in. Um, Don and Aiken, uh, when we showed up, they said they had already had the limit. And so I was they weren't going to let my wife get in the game. And I said, what are we talking about here? You know? So, I mean, there's some little things like that. Um, I, I high school league in general, and it doesn't really affect us at the three way three a and up level, but I think there has to be some kind of solution about, um, these magnet schools and schools that are able to, that don't have geo codes. Uh, I think we need to address that. And I don't know what the solution for that is either, to be honest with you, but it, it's, it's hard for me to believe that a team like Landrum, um, who relies on a very small town to, to populate its basketball team and all its athletics are supposed to compete with schools, you know, in Columbia area or wherever that can just draw from anywhere they want in the state, you know, and, and I don't have anything against them, but competing in the same uh, uh, playoff uh, system. I, I don't know that that's very fair, and maybe I would try to address that, but I'm not smart enough to do that, so I wouldn't be a good one. <laughs> those, those are some pretty difficult uh, things to yeah. correct. Yeah, All right. it is. Last question for you. How do you want to be remembered as a coach? So my my uh, my granddad is in the Hall of Fame in high school basketball in the state of Arizona, and, and he was ranked at the top. 25 coaches of all time in the state and he passed away a few years ago and i i the wins and losses he won a lot of state championships like he was part of eight or nine state championships um as an assistant and head coach um but but when he passed away there was so many people like important people um 
Don Balfour is the vice president of Waffle House Corporation, and he spoke at my granddad's funeral and, and just talked about how because of my pops, you know, um, um, coaching and his service to his student athletes, how it changed the course of Mr. Balfour's life and, and set him on the right track. And, and I, I want to be remembered for the relationships, you know, wins and losses are great. Um, but I, I tell you that my biggest thing, you know, from those first two years, we were just terrible. Like I said, we were terrible as far as wins and losses, but when I go to the football games and some of those guys come back from the university of South Carolina from Clemson and you're walking across to go to the stadium and you hear your name yelled out and it's those guys and they run up and give you a big hug. And, um, I, I, I want to be remembered here, especially locally is, is, is one that, that they knew I cared for them and they knew, um, that, that I wanted the best for them, even if they did play a whole bunch of minutes or didn't play at all. And, and so just for the relationships I built with the guys is what I want. And, and I want to have an impact, a positive impact to help change the course of their lives in a positive way as well, just like my grandfather did. You've been listening to the Balmetto State Podcast. We would love to connect with you on social media and hear what you think. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by going to at Balmetto State. 